RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. The government announces the relaxation of more social distancing measures from next week. Foreign, foreign domestic helpers signing a new contract get a $100 pay rise. And mainland regulators approve China's first domestically produced large passenger jet. Hong Kong is set to ease more social distancing measures from next week, which will chiefly benefit restaurants and bars. The cruise business may also resume, and the government's hinting at more to come. Frank Young has the details. The announcement came as Hong Kong reported 4,023 new COVID cases, 213 of them imported. The Undersecretary for Health Libby Lee said further relaxation has to be done gradually to avoid a rebound in infections. But she revealed that authorities are looking into doing away with more COVID rules, such as the outdoor mask wearing order. We would like to review this and hopefully it can be, at some stages, can relax as well. If the whole conditions in Hong Kong is actually under control, this is actually on our list. And hopefully we can actually review all the measures and then in a paced way, we can actually relax one by one. The measures that are being relaxed next Thursday will see the number of diners restaurants can serve at each table rising to 12, while bars and nightclubs will be able to sit up to six people at each table rather than four. The limit allowed for banquets is going to double from 120 people to 240. The 12-person rule will also apply to premises such as party rooms and karaoke lounges. However, diners in groups of more than 12 and those going to bars will still have to present proof of a negative rapid antigen test. The government is also scrapping the suspension mechanism imposed on the cruise industry, which forces their ships to return to port if a suspected COVID infection is detected on board. Separately, the hospital authority announced that more beds reserved for coronavirus patients will be returned to normal hospital use, while the treatment center at the Asia World Expo will be put on standby mode. The authority said around 80% of non-emergency services at public hospitals have now resumed. Health officials said eight more patients with COVID have died. Foreign domestic helpers signing new contracts will get a $100 pay rise starting tomorrow. But as Damon Pang reports, migrant unionists say the level of increase is just not enough for helpers to survive the rising cost of living in Hong Kong. The monthly pay floor for foreign domestic helpers is to be raised from $4,630 to $4,730, an increase of 2.2%. The monthly food allowance for helpers will also increase by $23 to no less than $1,196. Employers can opt to pay their helpers the allowance if they don't provide them with free food. The government said a number of factors were considered before it decided on a pay rise, including the local economic and labour market conditions, as well as the affordability for employers and the livelihood of foreign domestic helpers. Authorities added that contracts signed on September the 30th or before at the pre-adjusted level will still be processed, provided they reach the immigration department within the next four weeks. Stringerton, a spokesperson for the Asian Migrants Coordinating Body, said while the increase is welcome, helpers actually need more money to stay afloat in Hong Kong. Increase 100 Hong Kong dollar after three years, please, it's insulting the value of the work of migrant domestic worker in Hong Kong. If we compare with the consumption in Hong Kong, you know, the price hike in Hong Kong, everything is increased. We cannot cope with 100 Hong Kong dollar. She said her group demands a pay rise of nearly $1,400 to 6014 
Mainland regulators have approved China's first domestically produced large passenger jet, with Beijing hoping the plane will challenge foreign models such as the Boeing 737 MAX and Airbus A320 and lessen reliance on foreign technology. The C919 narrow-body jet was certified at Beijing Capital Airport in an official ceremony earlier today. And a look at the weather, mainly cloudy with occasional showers, heavy at times and squally thunderstorms. Temperatures will range between 26 and 30 degrees tomorrow. Moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The outlook for the coming days, sunny periods and a few showers on Sunday. Becoming fine on Monday and Tuesday, winds will strengthen from the east in the middle and latter parts of next week. The current temperature is 25 degrees with relative humidity of 94%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Environment Minister Che Chin Wan says he'll help Hong Kong's only beverage carton recycler to find a new place to operate after it was told to move out of an industrial estate. Last night, the recycler, Mill Mill, was given a six-month lease extension by the Hong Kong Science and Technology Parks. Mr Che said the government hoped Mill Mill would continue to serve Hong Kong, but that authorities would try to find another contractor to recycle beverage cartons if the firm stopped operating. I myself talked with the CEO of the Hong Kong Science and Technology Parks. Of course, I hope to provide Mill Mill with the maximum assistance and support, but I understand the Science and Technology Parks may have their own limits and difficulties, and they have decided to extend the lease for six months. We really hope Mill Mill can continue to serve Hong Kong because it is a firm with good intentions. Mainland authorities are releasing more pork reserves after the staple soared in price by almost a third, triggering inflation concerns. The government keeps stores of frozen pork in warehouses, releasing them during periods of peak demand to rein in prices. Wendy Wong reports. Authorities have already dipped into the state reserves three times in September and ordered supplies to slaughter more pigs. But prices are rising and they could rise further because of extra demand over the National Day holiday. Officials have now responded again, with the People's Daily newspaper saying more pork from government reserves is being released. Consumer inflation reached a two-year high of 2.7% in July, in large part due to pork prices, before cooling to 2.5% in August. The Director of Social Welfare says the government has ramped up inspections of childcare centres to stamp out abuse. Charmaine Lee was speaking a day after the government released a report on the first phase review of residential childcare facilities in light of the widespread abuse unearthed at a foster home in Prince Edward. Damon Pang has more. Ms Lee told an RTHK programme she understands that what happened at the foster home sparked outrage in society and the social welfare department has been following up on the matter seriously. Stepping up inspections of such facilities was among the recommendations made by the Committee on Review of Residential Child Care and Related Services. Its report includes 31 recommendations covering three areas, service regulation and monitoring, quality and planning. But the director said inspections of residential child care facilities have been beefed up across the territory since April. We did not wait until the report was released to take action. 
We have incorporated health inspectors served by nurses in the child care centers advisory inspectorate and invited people who had worked in law enforcement to join our team so as to step up inspection. The report also suggested setting up a surveillance period for non-compliant organizations, during which time they would be required to submit an evaluation of their work, including proposals for improvements and regular progress reports. Ms Lee said the Prince Edward home will be subjected to such surveillance. We will closely monitor the effectiveness of implementing the improvement measures and decide whether the operator is still suitable to provide part or all of the services invented by the Social Welfare Department. Regarding the child abuse incidents at the children's residential home, it seriously violated service quality standards, so the department will put in place a period of surveillance. Director of Social Welfare Charmaine Lee ending that report by Damon Pang. Meanwhile, police say they've arrested one more 28-year-old woman over a suspected child abuse case at a Po Lung Kirk childcare centre. China's factory activity unexpectedly expanded this month, helped by a series of recent easing measures, but gains were marginal as the economy continues to grapple with strict COVID curbs, a deepening property crisis and softening exports growth. Mike Weeks reports. The National Bureau of Statistics says the official Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, rose to 50.1 in September from 49.4 in August. Most economists had expected another reading below 50, the demarcation between contraction and growth. But the private Chaishin survey, released on the same day, shows factory activity contracted at a sharper pace in September. Growth in the services sector also slowed sharply. The official composite PMI, which includes manufacturing and services, fell to 50.9 from 51.7. Its new export orders index dropped to 47 from 48.1 in August as external demand has been hit by rising interest rates, high inflation and the war in Ukraine. President Putin has told a gathering of elite Russian politicians and military that Russia will defend the citizens of new territories it's annexing from Ukraine with every means it has, and that they will be Russian forever. The unbreakable people of uh, Donbass and Kherson and Zaporizhia. I won't uh, say that word. I want everyone in Kiev and those handlers from the West uh, to hear this. But the people from Donbass, Kherson and Zaporizhia will become Russian citizens forever. The ceremony in St George's Hall in the, in the Kremlin follows what Moscow called referendums in occupied parts of four Ukrainian regions, Donetsk, Luhansk, Kherson and Zaporizhia. The votes have been denounced as farcical and illegal by the UN, Ukraine and its allies. Mr Putin's announcement came on a day marked by the deaths of many Ukrainian civilians in a missile attack on a convoy in Zaporizhia. Ukrainian officials say 25 people have been killed and more than 60 injured in the attack. The victims were queuing at a checkpoint to enter Russian-occupied territory to deliver humanitarian supplies and pick up relatives. Yulia Barishava is a spokesperson for the emergency services in Zaporizhia. Rescuers have been working on site, 10 vehicles and 50 staff. They helped to evacuate the injured and carried out bodies. Together with the police, our rescuers have been checking the scene of the attack. The Red Cross was also on site. 
240 cars were in this convoy and were due to leave the city at the moment the airstrike happened. The British Prime Minister Liz Truss and her Finance Minister have met the head of the country's independent economic watchdog, the Office of Budget Responsibility, as they try to calm the financial markets after days of turmoil. It was precipitated by Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng's mini-budget last week. The BBC's Mark Ashdown reports. The OBR said it would deliver a draft independent judgment of the government's policies to the Treasury by next Friday. An analysis of the tax cuts was given to the Chancellor last week, but he did not make that public. Many economists have widely blamed that lack of independent analysis for the turmoil in the financial markets. The OBR's findings should give a forecast for how much growth the fiscal plan could achieve and the size of any spending cuts required to balance the books. To sport and we start with the Women's Basketball World Cup because China have upset Australia with a dramatic 61-59 victory over the tournament hosts in Sydney. The sides were tied at 59 all going into the last few seconds when home guard Sammy Whitcomb fouled Wang Siyu and the latter held her nerve to sink both free throws. China were competing in the last four for the first time since 1994 when they lost in the final to Brazil and now face Olympic champions the United States in an enticing final. In their semi-final, the US won resoundingly 83-43 against Canada. The Cincinnati Bengals have ended ended Miami's perfect start to the NFL season, beating the Dolphins 27-15 at home, but the game was marred by the horrific sight of Miami quarterback Tua Tungavailoa being stretched off the field. He was chased down and thrown to the turf by Cincinnati's Josh Tupau near the end of the first half. He remained down for more than seven minutes before being taken to a hospital with head and neck injuries. The Bengals head coach, Zach Johnson, said the terrible incident marred the game. Heavy moment. Um, he's He's a guy with tremendous character and you hate to see that happen. Um... It is. It is. A, it's a tough moment for everybody, you know, especially them. And then, and then it's a, you know, it's a, it's a third and long that you got to come out there and respond to. So, I won't say that there's in-depth conversations going on there, you know. It's, but, uh, but certainly thinking about Tua, and, and that's that's a horrible, horrible thing to see. Tungavailoa's injury comes as the NFL's Players Association investigates his return in the Dolphins' Sunday game, when he still appeared woozy after taking a hit. The Bengals improved to 2-2, two and two, while Miami are now 3-1. and one. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, the government has announced the relaxation of more social distancing measures from next week. Foreign domestic helpers signing new contracts have been given a $100, $100 pay rise and mainland regulars, regulators have approved China's first domestically produced large passenger jet. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time And every night, closing minutes, 45 of them all together between Mondays and Fridays 
of our twilight time music from the past. If you've had a bit of a hard day, you want something just to relax to, you've come to the right place. If you'd like a song as well, just send me an email, radiopete at gmail. First one for you tonight, Eddie James. Keep trying. 